Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Rooted Life podcast. It's your girl, Dorian, and we are so excited that you've returned for part two of what's been an amazing conversation on Jesus, justice, and hope. We're interviewing our friend, author, speaker, teacher, Dante Stewart. And if you haven't listened to part one, be sure to go back because we're about to jump right back in right where we left off. So without further ado, Meaning in the Mayhem part two with Dante Stewart. I love that you talked about the reimagining of Jesus um, yeah. and and that consciousness piece, you know, it kind of reminded me of just like, what does it look like to truly embody him? And so many yeah. people want to identify as Christian, but they don't want to identify with the person of Christ. Yeah. And that's, I think, the major disconnect like that we see um, even as believers, that it's like people are not walking out in the way that Christ would have. And so just thinking about where Christ would be right here, right now, I think mm. it's just, it's just so profound. Like to think about okay. if he were here, where would he be falling on the side of all of this? And I think that challenges us to really think about, um, where we're falling, <laughs> like That's where right. do you, where you sit right now. And, That's right. That's right. And you know, people ain't, the reality is this, like, Especially for like, as we're thinking about the lives of young black folk or even like young folk today, like young people ain't necessarily rejecting Jesus. Mm-mm. Like, like they're not, you know, people aren't rejecting Christianity because they, you know, have not found something meaningful in the life and the and the, the meaning, have found something meaningful in the life and the practice of Jesus. Mm-hmm. What people are rejecting are the ways in which the ter- really the terrible ways we've learned how to be Christian. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so yeah. that that reimagining work that Baldwin uh would call us to is 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 multidimensional. I, I think I think it's it, it calls us to like say, you know, like that white Jesus represents one tradition of mm-hmm. what people would call Christian right. faith. Right. And so if if in some sense, you know that painting is a metaphor for the Christian faith, then we need more people painting more pictures. Mm. Yeah. We, we, need, we need people from all over, from, multi, from, from many contexts, being able to speak in their own particular narrative, how they resonate with Jesus, how they see in themselves and in the world mm. the face of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so theologically speaking uh, or whatnot, there is no one singular cr- tradition of Christian faith. Mm-hmm. There are multiple, or there should be mm-hmm. multiple mm-hmm. traditions of Christian faith that we are in a conversation with, right. taking on bad stories, taking away bad stories and trying to take on better ones. Right. Yeah. So allowing the, the painter, the artist to become mm-hmm. not just simply white and male and, uh, 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 and conservative and straight, but allowing... Uh, uh, the beauty of God's uh, love inside of creation to be able to speak with, with, with complexity and, and creativity mm. inside of our lives today. Okay. And so like, it's like, okay, you know, what's interesting about that story is like a few months later, uh, 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 the students in Wales heard that interview and they painted a painting of black Jesus to replace that white Jesus, mm. to oh. let them know that, Jesus identifies with black bodies. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus speaks to the black reality and that the black reality is not an exhaustive reality of Christian faith, but it is a meaningful starting point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I and so I think like as we think about that, like 
you know, that, that multidimensional work, we should be trying to learn, you know, Christian faith from multiple traditions, mm. multiple traditions of our faith yeah, and not just simply sure. getting into our own like kind of echo chambers and silos and, mm-hmm. and learning how to expand and broaden our understanding of our Christian faith. And because in some sense that it's like going to school, that's where the beauty is at. That's the love, the love that's in the learning, the love is yeah. in the practice, yeah, the hope yeah. is in the reimagining. The hope yeah. is not okay. Now we got a final picture, but the hope right. is in the process of reimagining something that will be more yeah. loving, more expansive, more inclusive, and more just. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I, I think I don't even know why I went on that tangent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. We loved it though. I want to say one more thing. I know we got to get to our next question, but I think what's interesting is like this um, unlearning and relearning is not foreign to the Christian. Mm. The oh, people who question. follow Christ, the unlearning, and I mean, look at the Israelites, the unlearning of okay, we are no longer oppressed and we now get to be led by the cloud and have the fire, you know, and, or even thinking about the, the religious scholars and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, this unlearning mm-hmm. of, of what, what it meant to follow Christ, this unlearning of legalistic doctrines, this unlearning mm-hmm. of like, he's not just any old prophet, he is the Messiah. This is not foreign to the walk of, of Christians. And right. so we're not asking people, and I don't think Jane, I don't want to speak for James Baldwin, but this is not this idea that we're reimagining a brand new Christ. We are simply changing our paradigm and shifting our glasses to actually see him for who he is. That's good, but like you said, because we are human first and because we are flawed and we have we fall into legalistic practice, there is an unlearning and an undoing mm-hmm. that has that is an ongoing process so mm-hmm. that we can keep moving away the fleshly things that are preventing us from seeing him in spirit for who he truly is. And so for people who are listening and saying, well, that doesn't sound spiritual. This is the whole Christian walk. Of, uh, of dying to self, of unlearning the ways mm-hmm. of being human, of being flawed, of being American, and relearning the ways of the spirit and mm-hmm. relearning what it means to follow the way. And so this mm-hmm. isn't foreign. The whole Bible is filled with people having to unlearn how to be who they are and then learn how to be who God has called mm-hmm. them to be and seeing mm-hmm. him correctly. And I think that it's beautiful that, that God wrote that in the fabric of the Bible to be yeah. like, it's okay. Mm-hmm to have to unlearn and relearn because I want to do it with you and I'm really yeah. trying to teach you how to do it. That's yeah. love. Wow. That's, good, That's so good. That's <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I know it. we got to move on. Let's go ahead though. <laughs> okay. Okay. Tangent. So Dante, you wrote a book. <laughs> Uh, Prophesy Hope, a book. <laughs> an Advent you reflection. That. Yeah, you, hey. you wrote a book, you know. Um, and there's there's a part in there. Um, you say hope begins in the dark. Um, and mm. you kind of reference that quote from um Anne Lamott, and yeah. you talk about how the language of hope has become a theme in your life, and mm. um, not in the abstract sense, but you say as a living activity, a struggle, mm. a commitment, and a discipline. So thinking about everything that we've experienced, no you talked about your dad a little bit earlier so like that we've experienced as a people past and now present um we've witnessed and we felt like we have been a part of these moments Mm. how do you still manage to have hope in those moments and not what we sing about on Sunday but like the deep tangible hope to actually keep going that's good that's real that's real yeah like I think like like I said you know hope is hope is a practice and you know, darkness for me, you know, as a, I'm a writer, so I, I, I love wordplay. So I work, I work with words, I, I do work with words. And I think, you know, like, like language is, I mean, language is, is, is the heart of our life. You know, communication is the heart of our life. And so as I think about, you know, as I think about being black in this country and, 
being young in this country and to be both at the same time, you know, for that, for many of us, you know, that 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 represents such a crucial and crushing paradox that on the one hand we survive, but on the other right. hand, many people want us to be silent. Mm -hmm. And so in that kind of crushing paradox caught between danger and deliverance uh, and the ways the country and even the church uh, are as confused and controlling of black bodies as it is committed to loving us. Yeah, you know, that, 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 that right that there represents, you know, a particular depression and a darkness mm. uh, for our lives. Mm. But then, you know, you know, on the other hand, that that's personally. But on the other hand, you know, there's on the other hand the social context that our bodies find ourselves that that where we live and move and have our being. And so, like, you know, darkness. It's not simply, you know, as Miriam Webster would define it, you know, a time or place of little light or no light at all. But darkness represents for us a metaphor of an experience of being not seen, an experience mm. of being not heard, of not being loved and not being protected. And so in this kind of experience of darkness, you know, in this experience of darkness, you know, what Christians would call salvation or being saved or being rescued becomes elusive. Mm -hmm. And so we have to learn how to keep our bodies and our minds moving when salvation and redemption is elusive. Mm -hmm. And so I think about like the story of the Bible. There's a story in, at, at the back end of the Gospel of Luke where you have these disciples on the road to Emmaus. And, you know, the story is often told, you know, like at, at the end of the story, it's like, yo, like, yo, they, they, they met Jesus, he came alongside them, he revealed himself to them, then boom, you know, they went back to Jerusalem and everything got better. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, we need to slow down. We really need to uh, think about this story very deeply. When we, when we look at, you know, the disciples on the road to Emmaus, you know, we have to read, when we come to the Bible, uh, we have to read the Bible as a very narrative-driven literary masterpiece. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like the Bible mm -hmm. does not represent one-dimensional lives or two-dimensional lives. It's, it's a multi-dimensional reality. And so like yeah. they, if we kind of sit with them in this moment, their hope, their faith has been lost. Mm -hmm. Make uh, we, we got to be honest. They're, they have given up their faith. Wow. They have given up hope. Mm -hmm. The only reason why they would exit Jerusalem and be on the road to Emmaus is because what brought them there was now destroyed. Mm -hmm. wow. And they had to return to a place that was familiar. Mm. Wow. So that they can get back to a place where psychologically and emotionally they feel like mm -hmm. life is meaningful. Wow, wow. And so they are on this road to Emmaus and they're headed back from where they came. And this, this one comes to them and talks with them and, and, and yo, are you the only one, you know, that, 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 that does not know what's going on? And I can imagine and kind of feel that, you know, what they're feeling in this moment is not simply that they have experienced just the death of hope and the death of someone that they love, but they had experienced seeing a public lynching. Wow. Just like us. Mm 
Mm. Wow. Through our cell phones. Mm. They, they, that's what they experience. They experience mm. a little Ooh, Dante. And so I wow. can imagine that their stomachs are churning with this sick feeling mm. as they mm-hmm. walk. Maybe one of them went on the side of the road and said, hold on, I got to throw up right now. Maybe maybe one uh, stopped and said, you know, let me cry for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe one of them, you know, was like, it, it can't, it, it couldn't have happened this way. It, it they can't hate us this much. Right, right. Wow. Mm-hmm. They, they, they can't hate us this much. It, it can't be psychologically Ooh. possible for someone to hate someone this much that they would wow. terrorize and, and 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 murder and lynch someone so publicly, so publicly wow. and so cruelly, but it did. Mm. And they did. Wow. And so they gave up faith. And then Jesus, as we find out now, you mm. know, came and revealed himself to them. And it's the Bible says that their heart burned, their hearts burned within them. And then they headed back to Jerusalem. Mm. And what's so interesting about this story is that the miracle and the hope of the text was not that their faith survived the fire. Mm, Come on. That's not the miracle of the text. But the miracle of the text is that even when their faith was destroyed, they learned how to keep on walking. Wow. You better teach the text. <laughs> hey, you better teach. When, hey, hey, they kept hey, walking. I, oh my! They, they kept I, walking. To, to think about this. Think about this. Wow. Like, for us to even still love ourselves, mm. even if, after this summer experiencing a public lynching of George Floyd, mm-hmm. experiencing the public lynching of Amar Arbery. Experiencing yeah. the public lynching, the private but public lynching of Breonna Taylor, yeah. and to experience the multi kind of faceted ways that this country and the people of this country hate black people, and to experience when democracy is fragile and is exploited, and to experience when people on the street fight for their lives and are met with tear gas and tanks and others are met with moderation and 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 the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. for us to keep on walking is fundamentally a faith that's that 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 is strong and meaningful and that is the miracle for us today Mm -hmm. that is the hope yeah black folk in history our mamas and daddies they gave up hope in white people they gave up hope in this country Wow. But they did not give up faith in God and themselves and what they knew possible for all of us. Mm. Those disciples on that road, they gave up hope that mm. those who murdered Jesus would actually learn something better. They, they, they gave up hope that, you know, life it does not experience destruction. They gave up hope mm-hmm. that, like, that, that, that those who hated Jesus uh, could be good enough to reform themselves and that the mm-hmm. systems would reform themselves. They gave up that hope, but they found new faith. Mm. They found a new hope. Yeah. One that was more life-giving. One that would allow them to say, though we have seen a lynching, the lynching does not become the end of the story, but that there is life wow. beyond this moment. And when Jesus revealed himself to them. 
that is profoundly courageous in this moment for them. That they not only begin to walk, but they return back to the place of the destruction of their hope Ooh. to strengthen wow. people that look like them. Mm. Wow. And so for me, hope in this moment Ooh. for me is like Baldwin is learning how to give up faith to begin again. Mm. Learning how to reimagine what hope means in this moment for us and learning how to create something that will love us and liberate us and heal us even when our hope shows up again and vanishes before our very eyes. Woo. Because Monday, Monday came. Like, like Monday came, mm-hmm. like Friday, crucifixion, Saturday, mm-hmm. darkness and silence, Sunday, praise breaks and shout tracks, mm-hmm. Monday, the destruction of the empire. Our hope shows up, resurrection happened, mm-hmm. but our hope vanishes before our very eyes. Mm-hmm. And so our hope is not just, our hope is not just in proximity to the kind of experiences where we feel such closeness to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on down. But That's our good. Hope, our hope is when we have those experiences, we go back into this world with the message of liberation, love. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is Ooh. the power of that text. And for me, you know, as a writer, as a preacher, as a minister, that's, that's, that's the hope for me. You know, it, it's not in, you know, convincing people. It's not in, you know, even, you know, having feelings of, you know, spiritual closeness to Jesus. Uh, uh, it's not in, you know, having those kind of quiet times with Jesus, but it's, it's, it's in understanding that what, what I have learned and what I have known and what I have created and what I can create and what can be possible for us is not destroyed by the empire. Mm-hmm. It's not destroyed by white supremacy. White supremacy mm-hmm. will not have our bodies or our future. Mm-hmm. that's the good news of the gospel James Cone uh, black liberation theologian would say that the good news of the gospel is black power what he was saying is that the good news uh, for black people in this society is that just as the empire killed Jesus and he won victory over the empire and resurrected it's, he's, he's saying that in this country white supremacy as a representative metaphor of the empire that killed Jesus will not in for us in this moment, but we can be black and can be Christian and can be loving even in the midst of terror. That is the hope. That's what keeps us going. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, closeness to Jesus does not make us faithful. Come on, come on. You can look at Judas. Look, look at Judas. Look at the whole book. They was right Close, there. Yeah, closeness was right to there. Jesus doesn't make That's us good. faithful. Yeah, closeness okay. to the Christian community does nope. not make us faithful nope. because the reality is that we can be just like the disciples who saw that person healing in the name of Jesus and mm-hmm. then look at them and try and uh, 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 devalue their faith mm-hmm. to devalue their work so the Christian community we are a complex beautifully terrible mm-hmm. community yes, our yes. faithfulness is not contingent upon our closeness to Jesus but our ability so to imagine better for ourselves and to find wow. meaning in the story of Jesus and, and meaning in what Jesus wants for this world mm-hmm. and meaning in what God's desire for human life and we go out into our world and we learn how to be faithful over again and again, and again every and day again. I become Christian every single morning 
Mm, Come on. There's a recommitment that has to take place every single day. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you think about that idea of like dying to self daily, Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, how do I elevate the affections of Christ and not of myself? Because Mm -hmm. that's really the duality that is existing as humans. Cause they're like, you kind of talked about Mo, all the things that we want to care about, but like, how do I care about the things that Christ would care about if he were sitting next to me? And that, uh, that's so powerful. I am just, I am shook it. (laughs) All right, let's get to our last thing. I think um, there's just such a strong connection with hope and joy. We can see it in the gospels. We can see it in the Bible. Just and I and I, I recognize in my own life that when my hope is gone, my my joy is gone. And most times, my joy is gone because my hope is is, is it's gone. I can't find it. You know, it almost feels elusive at times. And I was reading one of your um, blog posts that you titled "Dancing," and you were talking about just your relationship with your uncle and you know you talked about the gum he loved to chew which it was so endearing yeah. and so tender and you talked about you know just this phrase about um how his body lay in the COVID infested hospital surrounded by exhaustion exhausted mm-hmm. doctors and nurses exhausted mothers and fathers and exhausted custodial staff and I think that as a people and as a, as a nation and many of us we we can relate to being surrounded by exhaustion everywhere you look it's on our faces mm-hmm. it's on the news it's on social media, we're, we're exhausted. And, and as I read your um, the blog post, you, you took a turn that I didn't expect. And after you you know, received um, news that he had passed away in the face of grief, you decide to dance. Um, mm-hmm. And so as we kind of wrap up this episode, I'd love to hear about your response in that moment um, and what advice do you have for those of us who are surrounded by exhaustion and struggling um, mm-hmm. to find a way to dance and find our joy. Wow. Yeah, that's real. That's good. Yeah, and we we I, I actually shared some words. He he his his uh, burial uh, funeral was last Saturday um, mm. or whatnot, and shared some words uh, over his life and 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 you know, yeah, I, it, it's even hard to even think think through because you know, death is just so hard to deal with. I mean, I mean, yeah. death and grief you know, it's not a linear kind of progression. You know, you don't kind of, you know, go through these stages of grief and, and kind of, you know, move in it like you're going through your college degree. You know, at moments you're sad, at moments you're glad, at moments you're, 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 you're in pain, at moments you, you're angry, at moments, you know, you, you don't think about it. And, 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 you know, the further distance you get away from uh, uh, that time of the funeral and of the burial and of, the last rites, you know, the further you get away, the less you think about it. Uh, and then sometimes it comes back up. And so for me, it's like, you know, like I said earlier, like for, for me as a writer, to make sense of like things that happen in life, I have to write. And so, I, you know, I have to write. I gotta, I gotta write. And so like, you know, I, I, I love Baldwin, not because of, not simply because Baldwin, you know, helps us think about like race and America and white supremacy. But I love Baldwin so much because Baldwin actually loved us. Mm. You know, there is a difference between dismantling white supremacy and loving black people. There's a big difference. That's so good. There's a big difference between, you know, 
you know, just trying, you know, to 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 deconstruct, you know, racist ideologies and and and, and narratives, and actually embracing the beauty of our own lives. Mm-hmm. And so, like one of the things, you know, my uncle he 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 fled the South, you know, because of the terror and the hatred that he felt down here, and he made a life for himself up in Black Baltimore. Uh, or, or whatnot, and he, he made a life up there. And he lived the life that he wanted to live. And like when mm. I thought about his life, and I thought about how to honor that, you know, the honoring of his life was to love us deeply. Mm. That's what. That's why I resonate so much with Baldwin, and like went to listen to that that soundtrack of of, of Baldwin's that he had at his place in France. You know, I started to listen to that joint, and then this song came up by the Pointer Sisters. I love the 70s too. Like I, if, if, you know, if there was any moment, you know, people say, you know, if there's any moment as a black person you want mm-hmm. to be in, what moment is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people say, you know, today, because I wouldn't want to go past. But for me, I would want to go back to the 70s and experience mm, okay. just like, you know, so much in the 70s. Because for black folk, you know, we went through the black revolution where we, like mm-hmm. my daddy said, we went from color to being black. Mm-hmm. We went through the black arts movement where, mm-hmm. you know, you 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 had black people uh, creating poetry and literature. You know, we went through a black theological revolution where mm. where uh, uh, black liberation theologians and, and 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 feminist theologians would say that Jesus, you know, is not white and male, uh, but Jesus identified with 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 the oppressed and, and kind of rechanging all. There's so much happened in the '70s, so much beauty and creativity coming mm. from black people. And I realized, you know, Baldwin, you know, in his letter to his nephew, he says, "Here you were to be loved." at once and hard to forever strengthen you against a loveless world. He says, none of us, and he says, he says, you must love because none of us would have survived if we had not love. Mm. And, and as I thought about that and talking about dancing and, and just, you know, dancing to the point of sister's song, uh, 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 River Boulevard. Uh, and, and I realized, you know, that, that, that to find a way to dance in the midst of grief is to find a way to make meaning beyond the mayhem, mm. to write, to honor the, their lives, to, to love us deeply and to give us yeah. something that we feel seen and inspired and heard and protected. Yeah. That for me, was the hope that is what kept me dancing all the things that I can be thankful for and grateful for all the things that we lost you know and I imagine all the things that Baldwin lost and I imagine all that we have and all the ways that we are thankful and I end that journey we're like I imagine it all I imagine law and I feel love so love because we are here still dancing still remembering still trembling mm. That doesn't mean that like we don't tremble. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're shaking, we're trembling, but we're still here. And like mm-hmm. Baldwin said, you know, if we're still here, we know that we can be optimistic because life is not in this moment. So I think for us, you know, right now, we have to find a way to dance, whatever that means for each one of us. If that means getting up on a podcast on Saturday morning and doing it. That's dancing. If that means looking at your friend and telling you, I love you, that's dancing. If that means getting up and reading the book, that's dancing. 
If that means getting up and watching a sermon and praying and brushing your stink breath and taking a shower, that's the answer. <laughs> mm-hmm, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever you do to imagine life as not just simply being like encapsulated and, and just crushed by death and suffering. Because mm-hmm. Black life is not just about suffering. Mm-hmm. Black, mm-hmm. black life is not just about resisting white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Black life is not just about, you know, uh, resistance. Life does not just fight. Life for mm-hmm. us is love mm-hmm. and really loving and really loving deeply to say that we matter and the things that we have in this life are meaningful. And so, yeah, that's probably the best way I know how to talk about that mm. uh, or, or whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I mean, just so much. I, you got us stuck that day. I'm not usually one lost for words, Ooh. but I am uh, I am boss. Um, Dorian, I don't know if you wanted to end to say maybe something that yeah. resonated with you or what stuck out and I can share the same and we can. Yeah, I mean, this, this last piece that you just said, the one thing I'll say, you know, when you said like black life is not just about suffering and I just yeah. think about, you know, how the scriptures talk about, you know, the suffering won't be compared to the glory. And, mm. um, and I just think about as black people, like, because we know suffering, we know for a fact that we will know glory. And like, mm. I think that is where my hope sits most days. It's like, this is not in vain. Like mm. be, be, for the very reason that I can identify that we have suffered and, and we'll continue because like, we've already talked about like the, the healing won't come fully on this side, but I know that mm. there is glory on the other side. And that is something um, that we can hold on to. Like, that's the one thing that's that I know that hope in him, like it won't go, you know, the glory will come. So yeah, thank you for mm. that. Reminder. That's 100. That's yeah. 100. I think for me, just thinking about a, a season where my faith has just been a roller coaster. And uh, the grace of God to know that it's going to be a roller coaster, but this idea of like walking away from, I feel like in this season, it's been a lot of walking away from disappointed, disappointment, sitting in disappointment, sleeping in disappointment, and just this constant struggle of like, is it going to be different? Are you going to answer the prayers? Oh, no, we still here. Oh, well, you know, just the back and forth, but the grace of God to meet me there and just, just being reminded that story that God is not intimidated by the disappointment he's not mm-hmm. my mom I'd say he's he's big enough that he's not intimidated because you don't believe in him he's not mm-hmm. put off or offended like oh you don't believe that I'm the messiah but that he mm-hmm. is so confident in who he is that he would walk to where I am in my despair and remind me I'm still here with you and I will walk with you and I will be there for you and I just think there is so much I, there's hope for me in knowing that I don't want to have to do this alone but two, that there is grace and I have a high priest that empathizes enough to meet me in my despair and hopelessness and walk me back to hope and show me hope again. Um, mm-hmm. And that is just a, that was just a beautiful reminder that, that he's walking with us and he knows the path yes. ain't easy. He knows, he knows mm-hmm. this thing is crazy out here, but he's like, I'm, I'm with you in my spirit. And, and I just think that's um, a beautiful reminder. So we just, you know, I, I kind of want to end on that for me, but mm-hmm. I, I'm just grateful again for your time yeah um for sure I, i'm just grateful thank you so 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 much, mm-hmm. so much. yeah so yeah you know where it. to find you <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 y'all can link me on uh link me on uh twitter so all my social media handles are the same so 
at Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T, Dante, D-A-N-T-E-C, as in Christian, which is actually my middle name and my religion. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, Dante C. And so, uh, you can you can go to my website as well, Dante, uh, let me find it out. I think it's DanteCStewart.com. Yeah, Dante, <laughs> DanteCStewart.com. Yeah. Um, and and, and you can, you can, you can, you can keep up with me there and, and send me a message there and, I try, I, I try to respond to everything. Um, now, now I can't respond to like all the, like the deep questions people have, uh, <laughs> because like, I'm trying to get, yeah, you know, I'm writing a book. I got a family. I'm trying to get this degree. I'm in school, you know, I mean, like, like, I ain't just trying to, you know, like get my thoughts out for free. Right. You Come know? on now. That's real. I mean, I mean Come on. I mean, we we're all about shoot. monetizing over yeah, here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 You know, you know, you know, you know, it, it, it costs me a lot of money to know, get this knowledge. Come on now. Like, I, 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 every book I own, I pay for. Come on now. <laughs> you know, this degree is, is costing me a few stacks a semester. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> or whatnot. And so it, it, I, can't, I can't promise to answer all the deep questions, but I at least, you know, try and respond in, in a meaningful and loving way. So, yeah. Uh, or, or whatnot, hit me up and, and I'll get back to you. So, yeah. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. you. We thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to do this again. Like, you know, I can't it. wait. Yeah. Uh, this has been so rich. I feel like I, I love when I have a conversation. It feels like I went to church. Well, y'all, that is our two-part series with Dante Stewart. Thank y'all so much for coming back. If you came back to part two, that means you are really a part of the Rooted Fam because you came for both episodes. So we really appreciate y'all. As you all know, you can find us on Instagram at Rooted Life Podcast. And if you like this episode, take a screenshot, tag us, let us know what you thought. And then if you're using Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate us five stars or leave us a review. We love to hear from y'all. Thank y'all so much for joining us. And we can't wait to see y'all on the next episode. Stay rooted.